0: Marco Navarro weaving his way through, and it's in scintillating football by the Chicago fire. Fire, fire, fire. A man on fire. All right, folks, welcome in to episode number 41 of the Intercontinental Football Show. It is the 2022 Chicago Fire Football Club. Season Preview Edition with myself, Tyler Terrans the TV voice of Chicago Fire FC on WGN. And of course, joined by none other than Arlo White, the voice of the Premier League on NBC Sports. We have so much to get to. This is the official episode. We are going to give our predictions for the Chicago Fire this year, whether it be personal player awards, awards that we've made up, where the fire might finish, <laughs> what we're expecting from the new guys, what we're expecting from some of the current guys But we have loads to talk about. Arlo, how are you doing on this magnificent Wednesday that we're recording? And just have to slide it in there very quickly. I know this is the Chicago Fire episode, but the Premier League title race is officially back on. Liverpool three points out.
1: Yep, 5-0 tonight over Leeds United. 6-0, uh, 6-0. Oh, was it
0: six in the end? Oh, I missed the 60, final goal. Yeah, you missed goal. you must have turned it off,
1: yeah. I did. Well, no, <laughs> you, amazingly, Tyler, would you believe it's not on live over here um, for various reasons, including it being a Champions League night. So I watched uh, a very poor Manchester United performance, albeit a 1-1 draw at Atletico Madrid. But yes, the title race is back on, which is super exciting. So this weekend is going to be great because MLS season starts again. Mm. Chicago fires 25th MLS season, And I doubt, I could be wrong, but I doubt there's been quite as much excitement going into a season based on what has gone before in recent years uh, as there is with this season. It is just, let's get this thing started. Let's see what this team looks like. Uh, New coach, new crest, new players, just a new feeling, Tyler. And I think um, you're going to be there in Miami at the weekend. This has got to be the most excited you've been in in your third season with the
0: club. Easily and it's and it's not close and you know I've been grateful enough to be and and, and privileged enough to be in this since the beginning in Orlando and it you know each each day that went by, you could start a, you know you could you could start to see that the wheels were spinning that the that the foundation was being laid down and then all of a sudden we signed Shakiri we signed Shabilko we signed Shihos, and it's like okay the roster is starting to come together and that patience that we continue to preach on the Intercontinental Football Show is officially paying off but I am buzzing this is by far the most excited I've been heading into a season um you know Tony and I have been texting back and forth with our with our producer for the game and we are just apps we, we're having a difficult time picking what we wanted to talk about in the open because there's so many different (laughs) topics that we need to hit. Thankfully we have a two hour block on WGN and we'll be able to get to everything over the course of the game as well. But um, this is incredible. And I'm sure you are chomping at the bit to finish up the Premier League season, which is going to be an epic title race with Liverpool finishing on top and then getting to Chicago to call your games over the summer. And, and you know, this is going to be a magical year that I think Chicago Fire fans are going to remember as, as the first year of the Hendrickson Shakiri era that, that maybe gets them back to to the days of winning trophies left and right.
1: Yeah, this feels like a, another club now, a different club altogether, inside and out. And it's a very exciting time to be part of it as well. I want to get to Chicago late June, having called a last-minute, last-second Aguero-type winning goal for either Liverpool yes. or Manchester City <laughs> to win the title. I'll be exhausted. I'll just get my voice back in time to to hit the Windy City. So the first game is this Saturday. It's on WGN, uh, as you say. You're with Tony Miola and that excellent broadcast uh, crew down in Miami, 5pm Central Time, the first home game for your Chicago Fire Orlando City Soccer Club that's the following Saturday, March the 5th that is a 5pm kickoff Central Time, it's also on WGN. but we would love you to purchase your tickets at ChicagoFireFC.com and be there to roar on the boys, hopefully they get a result down in Miami and the excitement will just build even further
0: Yes, we both do work for the club but I just as a, as a sports fan in general General, get your tickets for this season. Get your tickets for the home opener. You do not want to say that you didn't go to the first game of this new era just because it was a little bit on the chillier side, just because you weren't sure what the fire were going to look like with some of these new faces and a new coaching staff. Get your ticket and come out to Soldier Field. We've talked about this before. The buzz heading into 2020, that was real and it was good and there was a lot of things that were new. But the bu- like I, this Soldier Field should be rock, rocking on March 5th regardless of what the temperature is. And, and you're going to look back on it and you're going to say this was the start. Of something really, mm. really special, and I just hope that we can we can give Soldier Field the noise that that the boys deserve, um, because I think that you know the, the, these these are the days we're going to be looking at um, in in a few months time, and and we're going to say like this was this was the start right here, and I just encourage you go get your ticket, ChicagoFireFC.com.
1: Joe Mansueto, the club's owner, George Heights, and uh, Sebastian Peltzer, uh, Ezra Hendrickson, they they've all done their bit here. And they have delivered. They've delivered on promises to to upgrade this team, to upgrade the quality of football that this team is going to to, to play. Uh, the quest for trophies now begins. Um, we're not going to we're not going to be stupid and go off off on the deep end and say that this is going to be the year they win MLS Cup. But you you never know. I mean, with this sort of level of talent coming in, the excitement that is building, the investment that's gone into this team, you know, you wouldn't rule anything out. But let's baby steps first. It starts. In Miami, then it's then it's Orlando City. It's a long thirty-four game season, um, but getting to the playoffs has to be. An aim and mm-hmm. a priority this season. So there's so many strands as you mentioned going into this season, uh, Tyler. But for those that may be listening for the first time, because it's this is the official season preview of the Chicago Fire for 2022, we've got to go through some of the new names. And there's one that immediately leaps off the page, leaps out of billboards, leaps out of uh, fantastic content by the uh, by the content team of Second and in Major League Soccer, and it's the signing of the Swiss international. Two-time Champions League winner, Premier League winner, Bundesliga winner, recently played for Liverpool, was signed from Lyon in France, and it's Jordan Shakiri, 30 years of age. He will be the creative and, to an extent, the goal-scoring fulcrum for this football team. What have you made of, of him so far, having interacted with him and him as a signing?
0: Well, he said it in his press conference um, when he was formally introduced to the Chicago and and Swiss and whatever national media um, that attended that press conference. Really big event, and and constantly, the team is first. What what are your personal goals? Well, I have my personal goals, but the team goals come first. I'm here for a job. I'm here to win trophies. I'm here to bring this club back to glory. He 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 did his research as to what the Chicago Fire mean to the city, to Major League Soccer, and what Chicago sports mean to the United States greater sports landscape in general he knows exactly what he's getting himself into and he's here to win trophies so his attitude his mindset he's going into a world cup year with switzerland and and he is going to be rip roaring ready to go and and this is a guy who i've seen in training a couple of times now number one the calves stick out of course they do he is the (laughs) biggest calves known to mankind maybe jack relish is a close second or they're tied it's one a one b but regardless. This guy is is a different level of quality you can see it in training you can see it in his eyes you can see it in his technique um he just has a different feel about him and he is that type of player that's not just going to get you out of your seat but he's going to keep you standing maybe for the majority of the 90 minutes his 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 ability in the final third his vision this this team is going to go as he goes Arlo which is mm. which is sort of a blessing and a curse where He's going to become such an integral part and his quality is at such a high level that you're going to want just him to sort of make the decisions in the attacking third, let him draw the attention, let him be on the ball and let him feed players or finish off moves himself. But with that said, you don't want to just sort of give him the ball, stand and watch and let's just see what Jordan can do. So the the balance needs to be struck there. But this is a guy who, um, you know, has immediately risen the level and and without him even being on the field for that Austin FC friendly which was the finale in preseason you could tell everybody up their game and it was the best performance of preseason by far and rightfully so um, again against a good Austin team against mm. a good Austin team so Jordan Shakiri will be the man and this is the big lights big money big name european dp signing that that fans have been crying out for and and you finally got him he's here and and he's ready to ball out I, i'm telling you right now he is going to be an absolute nightmare Seven point
1: five million dollars from Lyon in France. Um, I think he announced himself on U.S. soil. He's got a bit of previous. Tyler, do you remember the overhead kick at his, his first oh, goal for at, Liverpool? At the big House
0: University at the of Michigan. Big House
1: yep. against Manchester United. It was a three one victory for Liverpool that day. Uh, it was a pre season friendly, of course. So his first unofficial goal for Liverpool, but it was quite astonishing. And he's got a bit of previous with these spectacular overhead kicks. Uh, I remember one also in the in the World Cup finals not so long ago. Um, he is thirty years old. He's got a lot and lots of football left in his legs yet. He has been a feature player, you know, with with Stoke City, um, with the national team as well, at times with Liverpool, not as much as he, as he would have wanted mm-hmm. but he was a fantastic and productive member of that squad that won the Premier League and the and the Champions League title as well. Um, I think that the, the Ezra Hendrickson has said he's going to play him at number 10. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Shakiri is, was was waxing lyrical at the press conference about, about uh, Jurgen Klopp having texted him and and has supported him in this move, which is fantastic. Those two remain, you know, on on very, very good terms. He says he's also played for Pep Guardiola. He's played for Jupp Heynckes, Otmar Hitzfeld. You know, he's learned from some of the greatest coaches of the of their generation, of his generation, in, in the football world. And, and the fact that he has been what a feature player for, you know, maybe a little over half of his appearances, he has got a lot of football left. And I think he wants to be that man. And he wants to be that man in the number 10 position. Um, Is he going to be expected to score goals as well? Absolutely. Um, What what I'm looking for, um, you know, he will have his targets. The, The club will have their targets. We're not privy to those, Tyler. Um, but I would imagine twenty goal involvements if he were to play, yep. you know, close to thirty-four games. Whether that's fourteen goals, six assists, whether it's twelve goals, eight assists, you know, he 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 was playing for Leon up until he signed. So you know, he will have been on the go virtually since last June with the Euros and preseason, and then the season um, that he's just had. But not a nice little break in, in, in between Leon and the season starting for the Chicago Fire. So so maybe hopefully he hits the ground running. But I'd say you know the over under maybe twenty goal. Involvements that's that's goal scored plus assists. Um, that to me would be a satisfactory first season for Jordan Shakiri because he is going to also increase the productivity of everybody around him as well. So, mm-hmm. they got the leading goal scorer, and we'll talk about who's, who we think is going to win the golden boot in, in a short while. But the leading goal scorer is going to have more goals because he would have assisted, <laughs> been assisted yeah. by Jordan Shakiri. he's just going to make everybody around him better. So, this is exciting. He and I think this is key, not here for a vacation. He's not here to play out the, the 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 twilight of his career and earn big books. He's here to win stuff, to win trophies, to have an effect on the organization, to genuinely carve his name into Chicago sports history. And that's what I love about this, this signing. I love the character of him in addition to his talent. So this is very exciting. What can you tell us? And this is a player that I haven't seen a massive amount of. He arrives May 1st, signed from Atlas in Mexico. He's got one Mexico cap to his name, 21 years of age, costs $6 million or, or, or up to $6 million. That's a, that's a hefty chunk of change, Tyler. Yep. There's another yes, big is. signing. So Jairo Torres, what can we expect from him when it gets closer to the summer?
0: Well, the first thing I want to say with regard to the transfer fee, you know it's it, that transfer fee is not exactly on on the money in terms of what we're paying outright. There's some incentives involved and and everything of the sort. But think about it this way. Paid seven and a half million dollars for Jordan Shacuri, paid six million dollars for Hiro Torres. however, that's going to be broke out. So you're paying so there's only a million and a half discrepancy there, but you're paying for what Hyro Torres is going to be and what he potentially could be down the line, which is a, which is a star. Which is a flat out star. And to some extent, he already is. He helped Atlas um, you know win a win a domestic league title for the first time in over seventy years, winning the most um the most recent edition of the Apertura with Atlas. He was, you know, when Atlas were in their darker days for the past few years, he was one of the few bright spots on that team. He's got pace to burn. He can absolutely fly. Since we've sold Shimisław Frankovsky, I don't think we've had a player like um Jairo Torres, who can sort of stretch the defense in that manner. So I think that Torres, once he arrives on May 1st, he could be the final piece to the puzzle, Arlo, that really is going to make this group pop and be a tactical nightmare for teams to try to scout and try to defend the fire in the attacking third. Um, he loves to drive towards the byline. He's got a really, really good motor. He likes to press. He likes to go and win the ball. He's a competitor's competitor. And, and you know, Atlas fans are, are up in arms that he was sold to Major League Soccer and not to Europe. Um, which is a good sign, which is a confirmation that we that we got we got the right guy. He's 21 years of age. He's going to be a young designated player. Um, and and the Mexican population within Chicago are are rabid soccer fans, and they and if you think back to the Blanco days and, and how Blanco mm. just made this city absolutely bonkers for Chicago fire football, I think that Torres potentially could have that same sort of effect.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to see him play. It's gonna be very, very exciting indeed. Now, in terms of Defending, it was an area that was perhaps not the Fire's strongest suit last season. Um, Mm. Rafa Shikos, we've had him on our pod, and I thought he came across absolutely wonderfully. Left-footed centre-back in itself, that is a prized talent. Um, He's been a starter for three seasons with Cologne in the ultra-tough Bundesliga, one of the great leagues in the world. He's marked the likes of Robert Lewandowski and uh, Erling uh, Haaland, which he told us about the other day. Um, And he didn't shy away from the challenge. He's another one, just like Jordan Shaqiri, who seems like... A leader, a leader of mm. men, vocal on the field, you know, a leader off the field as well. And again, like Jordan Shakiri, what, what oozed in our interview from him was his desire to be in Chicago. And, mm. and it's so important that, that the guys have, uh, and George Heights and, and Stefan and, and Joe have gone for these guys that are great players, but also terrific characters. So, how has Rafa settled in during preseason? And what are you expecting out of him this season?
0: He has settled in beautifully. I, I echo and retweet everything that you just said. Um, if you haven't listened to that interview, go ahead and do it. Um, a few episodes back, it was it was a tremendous interview. We got he got the Bastian Schweinsteiger stamp of approval, which is not an easy thing to get. Um, you know, Schweinsteiger obviously um, trying his hand in the punditry and has been doing um, really really well uh, re- as of late. And he basically said that that Chihos, you know, covering him while he was at Cologne, can can open up games with his left peg and playing those 40, 50 yard diagonal balls to the opposite um, outside back or to the opposite winger on the on the right hand side. But Arlo, I think this signing in Rafael Chihos has now officially been overshadowed by Jordan Shakiri overshadowed by Casper Shabilko, <laughs> overshadowed by Jairo Torres. But when the dust settles and the Fire do make the playoffs and maybe go on a run, and whatever success the Fire are going to have this year, yes, Jordan Shakiri, Torres, Shabilko, all those guys I just named are going to play a massive role and are going to grab the headlines. But when it comes down to it and being able to defend and being able to keep the ball out of the back of the net, and like you said, which lacked over the past couple of years, Chihos is going to be that signing that gets them over the line and makes them a true contender. He is a leader's leader. He got the captain 's armband in the final preseason game against Austin. He was absolutely tremendous. He has great banter with the guys he he can relate um, and and he just lo- he 's he's just one of those guys that you want you want to run for right There are coaches that you want to run for, and then there are captains that you want to run for and I think the fire now have both, and Ezra Hendrickson, and who knows whether it 's going to be Shihos or Shakiri who will end up wearing the captain 's armband for the season, but Shihos is a natural born leader. And he's, he talks so much and, and he just organizes, he encourages, he gets on you if you're not doing your job. But Rafael Shejos is going to be the signing that flies under the radar. And, and it really shouldn't because he's a Bundesliga center back that's helped, gain, that's helped um, you know, teams gain promotion into Bundesliga 2, into Bundesliga. He is a warrior. And, he, and he's going to use his experience prior in Germany and bring, it to, and bring it to the Windy City. And I can't wait to watch him, you know, just sort of be that stalwart in the back and, and help the fire and help Gaga Slonina gain clean sheet after clean sheet and, and make this defense pop, which it hasn't over the past few years.
1: I'm with you. I just think that's a fabulous signing in terms of his experience and leadership and his quality as a centre-back. I mean, primarily, he's got to help keep the ball out, out of the back of the fire net, and that's something that he's been doing with great, great effectiveness for Cologne for the past three years, and we're going to enjoy him as a character as well. He's going to be a great guy to have around uh, the locker room, the training ground, and obviously the team, and I think the fans are going to love him. Um, at the other end of the pitch, Kasper Shabilko, striker. Now, if you know your gam and tam, You'll know what I'm about to say. 1.15 million from the Philadelphia Union. It is a bit of a blind spot for me, and maybe I need to read the thousand-page manual uh, <laughs> on on the on on what Gam and Tam are. I think it's I think it's actually smaller than the space shuttle uh, operating manual. The, the explanation for what Gam and Tam is, but Gam, it's there. Philadelphia Union have taken our cash, and we've got Casper Shabilko. Three years in Philly, 35 goals. 49 um, goals all told because he had 14 assists as well in 83 regular season games. Philadelphia Union have been very good for the last three years, Mm -hmm. and he's been one of the major reasons why, Tyler. So this was a bit of a coup, this transfer, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was. Um, And just, you know, as far as your education with regard to Tam, Gam, and all the other Ams and Funny Money, yes, you can either read the manual or – or and this is what I've decided to do, and and sort of take the Spark Notes version from Professor Eddie Rock, uh, who is so well versed in all in all of these different intricacies of Major League Soccer. Eddie's done tremendous work in the front office with George Heights and Sebastian Peltzer, so he's your go-to guy. And I'm sure you know he'll take he'll take um, payment in the form of Sauvignon Blancs and Old Fashions and, and whatever else you might be able to uh, give him on any so given wham, day. WHAM, he'll take payment yeah. in WHAM, in WHAM wine. What kind of about wine, <laughs> wine allocation money? Wine, wine, allocation, wine allocation
1: money. money. Okay. There we go.
0: <laughs> All right. So back to business. Kasper Shabilko, number one, being able to get a number nine and a proven goal scoring number nine in Major League Soccer without having to use the DP tag. Massive. And that just goes to show how much George and Sebastian and with the help of Eddie Rock have learned when it comes to building an MLS roster and what that able, what that freed them up to do, which is sign the likes of Jordan Shakiri um, in that designated player spot. And then we'll get Jairo Torres in the young designated player spot. So just a quick little one as far as the roster building is concerned. What Shemilko brings to the table is he's familiar with the league. He's a proven goal scorer. He's got really really soft quick feet for standing at 6'4". I mean like it's it's one of those ones where you're watching him in training and you see him, he's 6'4", you're like okay, this is going to be a little bit slower but his hold up play, his vision, his IQ, it's all there. He he's he's a really really savvy and intuitive footballer. His movement off the ball is very good. I think it was somewhere up, you know, like in top 5 movements and losing defenders in the penalty area um in Major League Soccer last year or something to that effect, but He's a he's a fantastic striker, he's a great human being, he fit into camp seamlessly with the guys. Um, you know, and and I just think that he's going to be probably the biggest beneficiary of Jordan Shakiri. Um and and Jairo Torres for that matter cuz Torres's delivery from out wide is sensational. But I think Shibilko is going to be the biggest beneficiary of Shakiri coming to the Chicago Fire and there are a lot of fans and we'll get to this in a little bit who think that Shibilko is going to win golden boot just because of that fact cuz Shakiri is going to draw that attention and he's going to be looking to slip in the likes of of the big Polish striker who's who's trying to have a career year for the Chicago Fire after coming over from Philly.
1: Big signing. We're very excited to have Kasper Shabilko as part of the Chicago Fire uh, to spearhead the fire's attack. Now, he's proven, and I think it's fair to say that the next name I'm, I'm about to mention here, Tyler, is not. He's a wild card. He's raw, but my goodness, is he exciting. He's a wide man from Colombia, 18 years old. He was recognized recently by the Guardian newspaper in the UK um, or their worldwide football operation as one of the top young talents. In the entire world, John Duran, what have you made of this young
0: man? So there's a reason why he was in that Guardian uh, article, and it's and it's the it's the physical tools that he possesses. Lightning quick, lightning fast, can jump out of can jump off the pitch, and his left foot is it, it's 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 a it's a weapon of mass destruction. That's the only way. That's the only way to put it. He it is it is so. He hits the ball so cleanly and so purely when he's in the attacking third. And yes, he does need to. He had a couple of opportunities against Toronto FC where he was in one v one, and and it was just one of those ones where you know you're just looking for him to show a little bit more composure. But everything leading up to that moment was fantastic. So John Duran is is predominantly left footed, as we just said. Um, He's he can play out wide, but I think he technically is more. Comfortable maybe or has played more often in his limited senior career at the number nine position. But obviously with Shiboko there, you want to get your best 11 players on the field and you might just find him out on the wing. But like you said, he is raw. He's only 18 years old, but he has a tremendous amount of talent and promise. And and he could be one of those X-factor Arlos. If you can get four to seven goals out of Duran and 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 continue to stretch the field with him, maybe on one side and Jairo Torres on the other come May 1st. Good luck. Good luck to any <laughs> team in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference for that matter, going up against the fire. But if you can get a little bit more out of him than you expected in his rookie year in Major League Soccer, which is always difficult, especially for somebody coming into a new country, new culture, et cetera, then then it 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 could be a real, real problem for the opposition. That is a, a very
1: exciting front four prospect from May onwards, isn't it? A couple of players as well I want to talk to you about here, Tyler, because um they are not new necessarily but they made their breakthroughs with the fire towards the end of last season. One was signed, Federico Navarro, um, a, a feisty, ball-winning, holding midfielder, and a goalkeeper from Addison, Illinois, who is 17 years of age and who has already been called up to the US national team squad for World Cup qualifiers. Um, an extraordinary young man and one that I think is going to do the Chicago Fire and the supporters and his family proud. And hopefully we get to see him for at least a couple of seasons. So the two players I'm talking about here that still feel new, even though they played uh, for the Fire in the tail end of last season, are Federico Navarro and Gaga Slonina.
0: So let's start with um, with the homegrown product in Gaga Aslanina because he's been garnering a lot of attention. He's been getting some praise from our broadcast partner, Antonio Miola, who called him um, you know maybe the closest thing to a young Gigi Buffon, which is one of the highest compliments that you can give a goalkeeper um, at 17 years old. But the biggest thing that stands out about Gaga, who you know ended up playing 11, 11 or so games last year, got a number of clean sheets, including getting a clean sheet and becoming the youngest goalkeeper ever to start a game in Major League Soccer and record a clean sheet. Biggest thing that stands out is his mentality. Yes, he has the physical tools. Yes, his positioning is good. Yes, his footwork is excellent. But the head that he has on his shoulders, the drive, the focus, the maturity. Arlo, I mean, you know, like he he's the type of guy where you look at him and you're like, this kid cannot possibly be 17 years old. Because I think about what I was doing at 17 years old and the mentality that I had and the me, 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 selfish, you know, whatever it might be. This kid is anything but that. He's humble. He's hardworking, and and he, like you said, he is going to make his city proud. He's going to make his parents, his friends, and this entire club proud when he probably one day, and maybe not too, you know, not too far in the distant future, is going to get sold to a major, major European mm. club, and he's just going to take off. He just was with the U.S. Men's National Team Senior Camp for World Cup qualifying. It's seventeen years old. Kid's 17, and he's one of the best goalkeepers in Major League Soccer. I need to say it one more time and a little bit louder just so I can continue to think about it ahead of the broadcast on Saturday. But he's going to be tremendous, and he's going to have a full Major League Soccer season. And, and, you know, again, people I think are forgetting about the players who have been here, Arlo, because we have so Mm. many exciting new players. But Gaga Mm. is holding it down in between the sticks, and and he always does such a good job of putting himself in a position to make a save, which I know seems silly and seems straightforward, but that's simply what he does. Federico Navarro...
1: in May 2004, when I was preparing to cover the Athens Olympic Games, if I remember, uh, and I was already in my 30s. What a depressing <laughs> thought, but fantastic for Gaga Slanida. Yeah, Fede Navarro.
0: That is a very depressing thought, but you were the one who brought it up, so you only have yourself to blame there. Indeed. Um, so Federico Navarro only played about a dozen games last year. Came in um, from Tairas in Argentina as one of the more highly touted, you know, disrupt, you know, disruptive, destroying, ball-winning central midfielders in South America, and team MVP. Now it wasn't a spectacular year last year, and there were some, you know, performances that were sporadic and inconsistent, but. At the end of the day, for him to come in and have that big of an impact and and fill that void that the fire clearly were yearning for. And, and you can even see it when you were there over the summer, Arlo, is that mm-hmm. we just needed somebody that was going to do the dirty work in the middle of the field. and We didn't have it. And Federico Navarro comes in and fills that immediately. And and is his game flashy? No, is it going to jump off the page? No, he still ended up getting, um, you know, a goal last year, but. This guy is—he's going to give you hundred and fifty thousand percent every single game. You're probably going to win the midfield battle because of him, and 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 he's going to be like you know the unsung hero of this year. Shabilko and, and Shakir are going to grab the headlines, but Federico Navarro could be one of those guys along with Rafael Chijos that are going to really allow them to do the things that they want to do in the attacking third. And he's gotten a lot better with his feet in the offseason as well. But Federico Navarro um, is looking to follow up an MVP caliber season from last year um within the Chicago Fire and and you know, he's gonna be a lock in for, you know, for a starter for the entire season as long as he stays healthy.
1: Fantastic and, and we're talking about a new spine of the team here aren't we with Slonina with Shikos with uh, Fede Navarro and with Shabilko and with, with Jordan Shakiri, all in those sort of central spine positions up and down the pitch it really is very exciting um, I want you to to because the, there were players that, that have been around that are talented guys um, you know the fire did have some big moments last season it wasn't all bad there were some very very good performances um, just that consistency was clearly a key and a lot of these players are still around if you were to pick three or four out Tyler from who have been retained from last season or the season before who you expect to make an impact this season to develop as players who could
0: really flourish with a lot more talent around them who would you come up with first one that that jumps off the page Brian Gutierrez still a teenager you know came off the bench a lot last year in addition to starting some games and and made impacts at, at at just 18 years old at the time and and he you know created the goal against the Columbus Crew um that gave them a 1-0 win before ended up going down 2 enter Miami and lost 3-2 at the start of that six game road swing extremely talented player um can play in either the 10 or the wing and now with you know the reinforcements that have been brought in, in the attacking third he's not going to be relied upon to start every game and put that to, you know sort of um physical toll on his body at that age but Brian Gutierrez is one that, you know, I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to the table, what he's going to learn from the likes of Shakiri, Shabilko, um, and, and Jairo Torres once he comes in. Fabian Herbers, jack of all trades and, and the German wonder boy who will literally do whatever job you need him to do. You need him to play keeper. You need him to play outside back. You need him to be a ball boy. <laughs> he'll do whatever and he'll do it to the, to, to the utmost. So Fabian Herbers is going to fit in somewhere and he's going to play a role in almost every single game, what that role is. It'll depend on what the 90 minutes is giving him and what Ezra Hendrickson and the coaching staff see on any given day. Another one, Mauricio Pineda. I was talking with somebody at the fire and, you know, we're still trying to figure out whether he's going to play center back, whether he's going to play a six, whether it's going to be an eight. Mauricio Pineda is going to have a role this season. It's just a matter of where. It's sort of a similar one with Fabian Herbers. Um, But Pineda has shown that he has the poise, he has the composure, um, the technical ability, and he just covers ground as well. Is he the fastest player on the field? No, but he has good instincts. He has a good IQ and good positioning as well. He's going to play a role. He might end up starting 25 games, whether it's at center back or whether it's as a holding central midfielder. Who on earth knows? But the good news is for Mauricio that he can play either position. Um, so, so those are the ones, you know, for me, Arlo, that I'm, that I'm sitting, I'm thinking they're going to play a role this year. If you can squeeze more out of them than you have in the past few years, then, then that's great. If not, you know exactly where you're going to get out of them and that's going to help the fire be competitive and it's going to give them depth at the end of the day.
1: I'm going to throw in uh, three of my own here, uh, Tyler, I completely agree with what, with what you've just said there. And it's another example of, you know, the, the, the growing depth of this squad, um Gaston Jimenez has been retained as a designated player and i think it's fair to say that last season wasn't his best but we have seen in previous times what he is capable of i think now with with more uh, talent around him i think we're going to see the best out of Gaston Jimenez Agreed. and and this this season is a big one for him. It's a big one for him and his relationship with the fire. You know, his family appeared to be settled in Chicago, new baby, uh, etc. Um, so hopefully, we get to see the best of Gaston Jimenez because that will be in itself like a new signing if if he were to play to to his capabilities in the centre of that midfield. I'd also ask uh, add a couple of defenders: Miguel Navarro, new contract. Um, I thought he got better as the season went on at left back last season. I think he's a, a very very good prospect, the young Venezuelan, only twenty two years of age. Again, with lots more experienced again and Carlos Turan now this guy has all the physical attributes um is there is there is there a a way he can improve I think certainly with discipline both on and off the field um if he if he wants it badly enough He will get it because he's got all the tools. And when he's got, you know, the likes of Rafa Shikos alongside him, um, he's going to learn a lot from Rafa. So Carlos Mm -hmm. Turan could be a huge player this season, whether he starts the season or not, or comes in a little bit later on. He could be, he could be very, very big for the Chicago fire. And that's literally as well as figuratively.
0: I want to just echo Gaston Jimenez for a second, because... You think about this guy who's occupying a DP spot. He did not have a good 2021. You mentioned it. Fire fans know it and and were rightfully so upset by it. And I think Gaston also knew that he didn't have his best in 2021. But this is a guy who's on who's on a lot of money. He clearly has the quality. You see him on the ball. There was a moment in the Toronto FC friendly where he wiggles his way out of trouble with Michael Bradley and Jonathan Osorio and and a very good homegrown product from Toronto FC, Ja'Keele Marshall Ruddy, breathing down his neck. Gaston unfazed, couple little dribbles, you know, a little L move behind his standing leg, gets out of trouble, plays out the other way, and Bradley and Osorio, who you know at one point in time or Osorio still are full full blown internationals for the United States and Canada, are looking around and saying, "What on earth did that? What what just happened?" Gaston is going to be able to set the tempo, set the rhythm, and be able to push further up the field because of the presence of Federico Navarro. Now, Arlo, something to remember for Fire fans is that. Federico Navarro and Gaston did not play a ton of games together. I think if you look mm. back and you maybe four or five, if that out of the 11 games that Navarro played um, just because of injuries, international duty and, and Gaston Jimenez not being in good form, this is going to be maybe the best um, surrounding cast that Gaston Jimenez has had thus far. And like you said, I think we could very well see the best of Jimenez. And if you think back to 2020, he was fantastic. He really was. And and, and some people are making the argument that he should have been MVP of, of 2020 for the fire. But Again, I think that this is a huge season for Gaston Jimenez personally, for the team, and like you said, the relationship with the club and and sort of how he wants to be remembered for his time in the fire. And if you're a DP you have expectations. And George Heights has said that before in media availability, where he basically is saying, we don't just need DPs who are of quality, but we need people who can handle that responsibility. Because it is sort of a Spider-Man situation with great power and, and great amount of, of, of dollars that are hitting your bank account in the designated player role comes great responsibility. So who can handle that? Shakiri obviously is somebody who can, Gaston Jimenez, we want to see it again in 2022.
1: Absolutely. So it, it's exciting, the amount of, of new talent and the talent that is already there that is only going to get better in this new scenario. Why don't we break down a, a few predictions here, Tyler, mm. for the season? Um, and I think in terms of you know the big gongs like MVP, Golden Boot, best newcomer, uh, best homegrown player, there is so much more competition this season than, than in previous yes. seasons. So, Tyler, let's get to our 2022 season predictions for the Chicago Fire. There's only one place to start. No, I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to go in reverse order and oh. leave the MVP till last. <laughs> let's go in reverse order. So, who will be your 2022 Chicago Fire unsung hero? I'm,
0: I'm, I'm deciding between two. Rafa Shijos and Federico Navarro. Um, I think that... Rafael Chios is is going to you know be the guy who's organizing in the back, and he might save a couple of goals and you know some goal line clearances and everything of the sort. Um, but everything that we talked about with him recently, I think that he, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Rafael Shijos will be the will be the unsung hero. Of this year um, and if and if that's the case then that means that Shakiri Shabilko Torres and everybody else are doing their job up front and they're the heroes and then that means Rafael Shihos can sort of you know fade into that good night and you know help the fire to maybe 12, 13, 14 clean sheets and just sort of casually casually be the guy that, that gets them across the line from a defensive standpoint.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm down to two as well for different reasons. I had Fede Navarro uh, because and it's it won't be as if he will be unsung if he plays to his potential because his talent and and the role that he plays um, is so important to the fire. It's so important to any football team that if he nails it and plays to the to the standard and level that we expect, then he's not going to be that unsung. But it's not glamorous work, is it? Kind of digging around in the trenches and and just trying to win the possession back for your team. But it's absolutely vital. So, so he just shades it for me just ahead of a, a guy we haven't mentioned yet, but I think is a very important member of the squad. I've been watching your videos from down in in preseason in Orlando and in Austin. He signed a new one-year contract. He's, what, 37 years of age now. Johnny Bornstein is mm. such a great member of this squad. Now, will he get a lot of minutes? You know, there might have to be... Some serious like suspensions or injuries, we hope those don't happen. Um, but if he were to be called upon, Johnny Bornstein, he'd do a fabulous job because he's a great professional. Um, do I want to see him diving into the crowd behind the goal after a win and banging the fan's drum? <laughs> yes, indeed, I do. Honestly, on a weekly basis at Soldier Field. So unsung hero will be Fede Navarro, but with an honourable mention for Johnny Bornstein, who is one of the great guys in that uh, Chicago Fire squad.
0: Next category, Tyler. Homegrown player, and there's one or two mm. to choose from here. So these are so these are difficult. Number number one because, like Mauricio Pineda, I think sometimes people forget that he's a homegrown because he mm. played four years of college soccer, which is which is abnormal for somebody with his talent level. And I think a lot of people are upset that he went to North Carolina and played all four years, but. He's the type of guy that I think could end up having a really big season because all it takes is one injury, and he's immediately into the starting 11. And and even if he's not already now, and we'll wait to see what Ezra Hendrickson will roll out for week number one against Inter-Miami. And that's in midfield and central defense, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. So he's going to play a big role this season. It's just a matter of where. And then Gaga Slunin is the other one. But Gaga, now it's... For whatever ridiculous reason, it's 17 years old, is expected to have a great season, and is expected to get to be sold over to maybe Juventus or Manchester United for $10, $15 million or whatever, which is a ridiculous thought. That the Chicago fans are just expecting that this 17-year-old is going to be, you know, maybe up for goalkeeper of the year of major league soccer. What I want to see, and and what I'm what I'm hoping, is that Brian Gutierrez steals the show from a homegrown standpoint. I want him to be the super sub off the bench. I want him to give Ezra Hendrickson headaches and nightmares about who he's going to choose for the 11 because he's going to be pushing the likes of whoever's playing outside on those wings to to that next level. And as and as we all know, Arlo, when it, in any sport, the competition that you can breed during training is only going to benefit you when it comes to game day. That if you can create the most, host, not hostile, but most competitive environment possible during the week, it, it's going to pay big dividends on the weekend. So for me, the homegrown product that that maybe is going to fly under the radar and and really surprise some people and jump off the page this year. I want it to be Brian Gutierrez.
1: You've covered it all, um, Tyler, in terms of homegrown players. I mean, we're talking here about, you know, arguably and potentially one of the great ever US goalkeepers. And that is saying something. Look, let's not get carried away. He's 17 years of age. And that, that list is pretty impressive. You know, Tim Howard, uh, Brad Friedel, Casey Keller, Brad Guzan, you know, these are, these have been, major Premier League and international stars. So Gago's got a long way to go, uh, but the signs are that he's going to be absolutely terrific. Brian Gutierrez, I mentioned to you as soon as I got to Chicago last year that I'd, I'd watched a video of him, really mm-hmm. liked him. You know, again, an honourable mention. I mean, he'll probably play most of his minutes in MLS Next Pro. Alex Moniz, who got onto the field as a substitute in Major League Soccer last season. He's only 18 years of age as a midfielder. Again, a homegrown talent, a local lad. Uh, so uh, look out for his his progress in 2022. Right and I'm going to pin you down to one name here
0: Tyler terror <laughs> best newcomer of the 2022 season oh this is a really difficult choice jerdan Shaqiri. there we go it's easy i i i i don't know what else to say what, what, what you know we've talked about him on like four or five different episodes at this point but it 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 bears repeating this guy is going to set this league ablaze and there's no getting around it this team will go as he goes He's got the green light, and 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 he is just going to be absolutely lethal in the attacking third. He is he is your newcomer of the year, and and I'm putting my next paycheck down on it. Or no, okay. I won't because Major League Soccer has strict rules against gambling, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, uh, AW needs to, to to edit that bit out. Um, Rafa
1: Shikos, for me, for all the reasons you you made him the unsung hero, I think he is going to go and be a nine out of ten every single week. Mm. Um, and he his influence, it won't get as many he- um, headlines as, as other players further forward, but he is going to be absolutely vital for the Chicago Fire this season. Um, and I think there are sort of, if you like, sexier accolades that are going to go the way of uh, the Alpine Messi that you've mentioned. So I'm going to go with Rafael Chicos for best newcomer. Right then, I'm going to have first stab at Golden Boot. And look, we could, Jordan Shakiri could easily be the top, win the top three categories. But for the Mm -hmm. Golden Boots, I'm going with our new number nine, Kasper Shabilko. I think he is going, he's primed, he's ready, he's ready for the big market, he's ready for the big time, he's ready for Chicago, he's ready to be teed up by some good players like, like Torres and Shakiri and Duran. And I think that Kasper Shabilko is going to easily break double figures. I hope um, he gets as many as 15 goals. For the Chicago Fire this season. Mm. Anything more, he's playing with the house's money, in my view. But I think he is going to be a breakout golden boot winner for the Chicago Fire.
0: I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree here. I am. I, I think that I think that Shakiri is going to I think that he might miss out on golden boot for the fire, maybe by a goal or two. Let's say Casper has 15, let's say Shakiri has 14. But I think Shakiri's magic and his and his real contribution to this team is going to be feeding players. I think that he's he's similar to Carlos Heel in terms of his ability to draw attention and then set up players and, and the weight of his passes and his technical ability. I think that he's similar to Heel in that aspect. Um, and, and, and like I said, the biggest beneficiary of and Shakiri is going to be Casper Shabilko. So I completely agree. That's my golden boot winner as well. Are, are we allowed to agree? Is that, is that a thing? Can we do we, that? Uh, absolutely. We are. Yes. And, and okay. I think it's, right. it's good.
1: To, it's good that we consolidate behind the big money striker to be golden boots. Yes. I think that's, yeah. that, 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 <laughs> it, it, it might've been, there might've been some awkward conversations had we gone for somebody else other than the, the new striker, but the MVP, and look again, this might be a no brainer, but for me. Jordan Shakiri is a franchise game changer in terms of in terms of signings. You you mentioned Carlos Heel um, a guy that can unlock defenses but also score spectacular goals and also doesn't mind taking the weight of the responsibility on his shoulders for improving the Chicago Fire for being that professional for being that guy at training every day you don't still get texts from Jurgen Klopp unless you brought it every single day <laughs> at Melwood in the pouring rain in the snow when you weren't getting regular starts but you brought it that's that's the sort of attitude that that Jurgen Klopp just adores and that's what Ezra Henderson is going to be the beneficiary of. You know, I said it before, 20 goal involvements, whether it's 10 goals, 10 assists, 12 and 8, whatever, however it might be, you know, divvied up, even if it's 6 and 14, that is that is value for money. That is that yeah. is a brilliant season for Jordan Shakiri So I predict that the MVP for the Chicago Fire for 2022, look, it's not why we get paid the big bucks here is it really Tyler <laughs> but i'm going to predict that it's going to be Jordan Shakiri and what a lovely moment that will be and that means we'll have had so much fun calling fire games this season oh. if he is the if he is the star of the show because that means that they will have played exciting football scored some great goals and just been a joy to
0: watch so i'm rooting for it as much as i expect it oh i love it so we haven't mentioned his name yet and in with regard to these awards but I'm just gonna I'm gonna sort of make this bold prediction. Yes, obviously Shakiri is is my MVP. If you know if I'm if I'm put, somebody put a gun to my head, yes, of course. But just hear me out for a second. Let me paint you a little picture, okay? Fire get off to a good start, not great. A few wins, a few draws, a couple losses, sitting you know around the playoff area, okay? May first rolls around. Jairo Torres comes to the Windy City. Sector Latino, Section 8, south side of Soldier Field is rocking. Okay, by the time that you get to Chicago, all right, in June, and you start calling some games, fire is slowly starting to creep up, creep up the standings. Jairo Torres serving is serving balls into Shabilko. He's flying down the right flank. And all of a sudden, after Torres gets there and fills in that final puzzle piece, the fire are now a true contender in the Eastern Conference. With all that in mind, and with sort of like the narrative that will be pushed, Maybe you could say that just like Federico Navarro, when he came into the Chicago fire camp last year and turned the fortunes around a little bit and the fire started to look a little bit more balanced, perhaps Torres is going to have that effect. And yes, Shakiri and Shabilka are going to be scoring goals left and right and assisting. But perhaps the fans are going to say, OK, well, Torres came in and took us to a different level. Maybe he is the most valuable player on our roster. So I'm just sort of maybe maybe I'm you know, painting this picture already and already pushing the narrative for what is to come. But that's sort of, you know, how I see this going down a little bit in my mind. Jairo Torres, 2022 MVP uh, behind the obvious choice in Jared and Shakiri.
1: I love it, I love it, and if either of us are right, we all win, don't we, Tyler? Because yes. what you've just painted there is 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 a dream scenario for the arrival of of Jairo Torres. I love that, and I'm sure um, other Chicago fire fans we put the shout out on uh, Twitter didn't we, uh, Tyler, So what have the fire fans had to say in their predictions for for these awards?
0: So we we've got a number of you know I thought that thought this is just going to be the Shakiri show, but we actually have some some sort of contrarian picks as well. So we put out MVP, Golden Boot, and Breakout Player of the Year to to the good people of Chicago Fire and hashtag CF97 Twitterland. So Elias Rojas said MVP Shakiri, Golden Boot Shabilko, Breakout Player of the Year Brian Gutierrez. Elias Rojas, my kind of guy. Ws. Um, <laughs> w- w- S- I-J-I-E-X, if I knew what that meant or if I could pronounce it, I would, but I simply won't. Um, It's the Host Stan account. MVP Rafael Shehost, Golden Boot Rafael Shihos, and Breakout Player of the Year, Andre Reynolds. Um, I'm sorry, Shehost Stan account. I understand what you're doing there, and this is a branding thing, but... um, Listen, if you if you think that Rafael Chihos is gonna be the golden boot winner of Chicago Fire, go to some sort of sports book and find somebody who will take that bet and and put some money down on it. That's sort of like a Leicester City <laughs> ten thousand one type thing. Um yeah. but, but but by all means have at it with that. Um, uh, Dave,
1: David Hazak says MVP Shakiri, golden boot Shakiri, breakout player Duran. It's just shout. nice to have so many options though, isn't it, to yes. choose from.
0: Yep. Got another one. Playing with fire. Uh MVP. Shakiri Golden Boot, Casper Shabilko Breakout Player of the Year, Federico Navarro Homegrown Player of the Year, Alex Mones, Brian Gutierrez, or Victor Bazera Newcomer of the Year, Hira Torres, and Comeback Player of the Year, Carlos Tehran. Right, a lot of good player. things in there. I don't, th- I don't think yeah. you can just, I, you know, the, my only concern with this in the Playing with Fire Soccer Pod. Uh, shout out to you guys, do phenomenal work. You're just gonna go ahead and choose three different players, like or you know you could just choose potentially three different players. Let, let's stick to our guns here and let's let's be bold and take it take a leap of faith. But other than that, uh, all good stuff. Anything else stand out to you on these?
1: Well, let's uh, let's get onto the playing with fire pod. Uh, let, I'm sure we can extend the invites out to those guys, or we yes. go onto their pod and just you know check out the opposition. So but we're mm-hmm. all rooting for the same thing which is great. So yep. welcome on your pod no problem guys. Uh, Blaze Diaz says breakout player of the year Brian Gutierrez. Look there's a lot of Brian Gutierrez love as well mm-hmm. and I can see I can see that you know with with everything that has happened in the off season, Brian maybe has slid under the radar a little bit in terms yep. of what is expected of him but he will be an even better player next season and the, again he a rising tide floats all boats and he will improve with this Standard of training and players that are around him. Imagine, you know, Jordan Shakiri taking him under his wing as a as a, mm. as, a, as a, as a, as a, as a, you know, a, a technically proficient, you know, playmaking potential goal scorer as well. It's uh, a, a fantastic sort of mentor situation there. I am going to ask you a question, and and I think you could give me a pretty good answer on this one. I've got, I've got my thoughts here, um, Tyler. But before we go into who the who the main, I think, competition will be for playoff places in the east. I want to know and ask you this question. The Chicago Fire will make MLS playoffs in 2022 if?
0: I think it's what we talked about um, towards the beginning of the pod with regard to goal assist production from Shaq. The Chicago Fire will make the playoffs if Shakiri, and I'm going to up you a little bit here, if he has a goal and assist involvement of 25. I I there I cannot see a scenario in which that happens if he has 15 goals and 10 assists. Cannot see a scenario in which the Chicago Fire do not make the playoffs if he's putting in that sort of production. Because that means you're getting exactly what you're supposed to be getting out of your big-time, big-name, big-money player. And it means that confidence goals are coming the way of other players, Shabilko, Torres, Gutierrez, whoever it might be. So if Shakiri can, can get that sort of production, then the fire will make the playoffs. If it's less than that and you get more out of other players, then great. But there's no way the fire do not make the postseason if 25 goals or assists are, are had by, um, by Shaq.
1: Okay. For me... Soldier Field is going to be a fortress this season and yeah. as word spreads of the fact there's a good team in town um there's an exciting young team in town they play a great brand of soccer they're winning games they look damn good doing it in the new kits and the new crest and Soldier Field is a great experience by the lakefront on a on a you know a, a spring summer's evening in Chicago during the summer months um the crowds are going to be big what needs to improve massively is the road form. Chicago Mm. Fire have been nothing short of woeful on the road over the past two or three seasons. There are so many points that have been left on the table in road games over the past two or three seasons. It's it's borderline criminal. It cannot be allowed to happen again. Now, if you were to take last season's points, uh, Tally, and add five or six road wins to that, suddenly you're super competitive. Mm -hmm. So starting it into Miami, it's not the be all end all. If it doesn't go our way, it doesn't mean there's going to be a horror season away from home. This is a, a brand new set of players under a brand new coach. But the road, they have to shake off this road ick that they've had for two or three seasons, and that that means they need to show character. They need to they need to impose themselves on the situation. Having the experience that they now have in the team will be will be hugely beneficial in going to other team stadiums. And there can be some very hostile atmospheres in Major League Soccer with these new stadiums cropping up around the around the country. Getting into these buildings getting 3 points keeping the bus running get to the airport get home you know and it's got mm. to it's got to improve so i'm setting with 17 games scheduled for, for uh, away from home i want 8 away wins 8 away eight. wins 8 it's a lot wow i'm setting a high bar because okay. then you're only leaving room for 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 nine defeats aren't you you know so there's going to have to be some drawn games so let me let me set it between 6 and 8 victories away like from it. home and if they win 6 to 8 games away from home the chicago fire will be in the 2022 playoffs fire! So there you go. That was the season preview for your Chicago Fire with the voice of the Fire, Tyler Terrens, and me, Arlo White. I'll be on the call for some games from late June through July. Can't wait for it. The three-man uh, booth scenario with uh, Tony Miola was a lot of fun last season. And our production team, again, I have to say, they are second to none in Major League Soccer. Truly fantastic. And being on WGN Chicago's own is just a thrill for me as well. Met Jarrett Payton at the Super Bowl, by the way. Forgot to mention yes. the club the he other day. Showed, he showed yes, you,
0: he showed you He showed showed me the video where you thought that you were taking a, or I think you guys thought you were taking a picture but it was a video and you put your arm around and you were like I love you man
1: drinks had been taken on both sides yeah. I, think, yeah. I think Jarrett <laughs> can probably, can probably uh, confirm as well but it was great because he was there for NFL Honours as well on the Thursday night because obviously there's the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award and he, and he mm-hmm. always gives you know he always, he always speaks so well Jarrett part of the WGN um, uh, family as well so uh, hopefully I'll, we'll catch up with Jarrett during the season as well that'll be a real thrill um, so tell us where can we watch at the weekend
0: and what does the weekend look like for you and what is your prediction tyler
1: terrence oh
0: all right I, i've been i've been waiting months to say this and by months i mean three because this has been the shortest off season in major league soccer history so 4.30 Central time, you're not going to want to miss it, preseason special. We're going to have two preseason specials, both for this game, the season opener against Inter-Miami, and the home opener against Orlando City on March 5th, 4.30 Central time. Tune in for the preseason special. We kick off at 5 o'clock Central, uh, me and Tony Miola and our outstanding production crew down in Fort Lauderdale at Drive Pink Stadium. Um, as far as you know, travel and everything, we're leaving tomorrow in the afternoon. Hopefully, we'll get out with the weather and, and without a hitch. And, you know, then we're in Fort Lauderdale and just, you know, counting down the hours, the minutes and the seconds until, until kickoff. And as far as predictions, I was saying it I was saying it training today I was going up to everybody I was like I feel 3 points I think we're putting those road woes, road woes to bed early I think that Shakiri is going to be involved some way somehow 3 points get on the plane come home Soldier Field rocking for the home opener against Orlando City don't ask me how it's going to happen or or what it's going to look like it could be an ugly 90 minutes it could be beautiful it could be somewhere in the middle but we're getting 3 points and we're coming back to Chicago that's all I got this
1: this, this will not be perfection by any stretch of the imagination not nope. in game 1 the score will be Into Miami 1, Chicago Fire 2. Bring those points home, Tyler. Thanks everyone for listening. Get your tickets, chicagofirefc.com for the home opener, 5pm Central Time, uh, Saturday, March 5th against Orlando City Soccer Club. This has been your Chicago Fire season preview for 2022. Have a great call, my friend.